highly controversial though. And some of the critics of the project are from the scientific community in Utah have um, been very outspoken. And one of them has gotten sued by the developers. Good morning, and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm Palak Jaiswal, your host. The company that wants to restore Utah Lake's health while creating valuable real estate in the form of dredged islands in the middle of the lake sued one of their critics, BYU professor Ben Abbott. And he sued back. Reporter Brian Maffley speaks with managing editor Grant Burningham about the so-called slap lawsuit. Brian, thank you for talking to us about this slap lawsuit. Yeah, sure thing, Grant. What What is the Utah Lake project again, for those who might just be tuning in? Yeah, well, it's a proposal uh, by a private company to dredge a billion cubic yards of, of lake sediments off the, off the bed of this shallow freshwater lake in the middle of Utah and use this material to build 18,000 acres of artificial islands that would then be used to for real estate development and the you know money generated from that would pay for this huge project and the whole point of it is is to you know have environmental benefits for the lake and you know reverse its ecological decline improve its water quality restore its you know a natural balance uh, it's highly controversial though and some of the critics of the project are from the scientific community in Utah have um, been very outspoken. And one of them has gotten sued by the developers uh, for allegedly defaming the project. That's where the slap lawsuit comes in. Remind us what a slap lawsuit is. Yeah, yeah. So it's an acronym, kind of colloquial, but it stands for Strategic Lawsuits Against Public Participation. And it's in a sense, it's a slap lawsuit is something that is an illegitimate use of the uh, judicial system to you know discourage people from participating in you know a democratic process. And in this case, it has to do with the um, approval of this uh, dredging project, um, which this scientist who's named Ben Abbott, he's a professor of ecology at Brigham Young University. Uh, he has been a full-throated participant in these processes uh, with a blog, social media posts. He participates in um, virtually every public forum uh, concerning Utah Lake. And he is uh, doesn't mince words in his uh, criticisms of this project, which he believes will not do much to improve the lake's water quality, but in fact will do a lot more harm than good. And so over the course of this controversy, he has, you know, made some statements about the company, about its financing, about its scientific foundations that the company feels are false to the point that they amount to defamation and uh, file a $3 million lawsuit against them in state court. And that case is pending. Ben Abbott's lawyers, what they're essentially doing is reversing roles of making Ben instead of the defendant becoming a plaintiff in a, in a suit uh, against the company in, in what's called the anti-slap motion that is accusing the company of misusing the judicial system to shut him up. And we knew that we'd known this was coming, but now it's official. He filed the motion and basically the motion is asking the third district judge to throw this lawsuit out 
and potentially, you know, consider sanctions against the company for, for filing this action in the first place. And when will we know if this lawsuit or the earlier lawsuit is successful? Right now, they're in the middle of what's known as the discovery process and the underlying lawsuit where the, where the two sides are requesting information and documents from each other. And they're several months into that now. This, the lawsuit was filed in January. Ben Abbott's lawyers have accumulated enough evidence, they believe, to you know, hang this motion on. Unfortunately, the motion they filed is pretty badly redacted. And that's because a lot of the information they're using is considered confidential by the by Lake Restoration Solutions. The lawyers in this anti-slap motion quote it, and it's all blacked out. So we don't know fully what it says yet. In terms of the Utah Lake dredging project, what's the next sign-off that needs to happen or the next thing that will happen with that? Yeah, well, it's undergoing an environmental impact statement being conducted by the Army Corps of Engineers. And they will be studying the potential impacts of, of this dredging project, positive and negative, for the environment and for the, the, the lake's ability to store water. It is, it is a, an important uh, reservoir, although it's a natural lake, but it's, it's used to manage Utah's water resources. And this process will take probably two years at least, maybe more. The ultimate you know, decision maker is actually the, the state of Utah. Department of Natural Resources will get to make will have to make a decision here about whether or not to move forward with it. Most of Utah's water gets used on agriculture. Sage Miller has a story about an advance that might cut the amount of water we need for some crops in the state. As droughts worsen and water becomes increasingly scarce, more farmers are looking to conserve water. Two urban farms in Utah, R&A Hydroponics and Snook Farms, produce some of your favorite veggies with hydroponic farming. Hydroponic farming essentially grows crops in water. And while that may seem like it uses more of the dwindling resource, the exact opposite happens. Hydroponic farming uses up to 90% less water than traditional soil farming. That's because hydroponics makes the most of each drop by consistently recycling unused water. With the farming alternative, you don't have to wait for your favorite veggies to be in season to cook it up. Since hydroponic farming takes place in a controlled environment, like a greenhouse, most produce can grow year-round. Crops also grow quicker with hydroponics, allowing farmers to produce more food at a faster rate. However, Joe Schwartz, the vice president of AM Hydro, a national hydroponic technology company, says it's not always economical for big commercial farmers to make the water-wise switch. According to Schwartz, it would cost a large alfalfa farm in Utah billions of dollars to cover their land in greenhouses. But with spiking interest to conserve water, Schwartz is hopeful the future of hydroponic alfalfa farming isn't too far away. And that's all today for The Daily Buzz. A huge shout out to the Salt Lake City band, The Pelicans, for our great music, and to Daniel Rubio for producing this episode. 